L-O-P in the building. My life been a movie, I should have filmed it. Nicely with the pen game, pops taught me to spit game. Get your cameras ready, we heavy catch when I'm in frame. Product, opinionated, but I'm coming through smooth with it. I be kicking back, you could Google it. Bring a block to the booth, he the truth, just another lane lock. I'm a Crown Heights legend, still repping the same block. Whoa. You are now listening to the Life of Product podcast. Yeah, what up, what up, man? It's the boy Product. You are now locked into the Life of Product podcast. This is episode 22. Fuck with your boy. I told you on episode 21, I was going to drink, I was going to take a few shots for y'all. I did that. It, w- it was quite fucking lit. Listen, I got some, y'all gave me some dope fucking feedback from that last episode. To my, to my followers and to the fans and to the listeners, like the weekly listeners, like the loyal ones. And the new ones, I fuck with y'all too. But to the loyal ones, I fucking love y'all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I owe y'all an apology though. I did not pull out, put out an episode last week. I was on vacation. I'm allowed to fucking do that. Your boy was in Vegas. The turn up was kind of fucking real. It was, it was kind of real. Yo, shouts out to the fullers. I went out there for a wedding. Well, I didn't actually go to the wedding. I know that's some ghetto shit. I went for a wedding, didn't actually go to the wedding. But due to COVID, there's like a cap on like how many people, I think only like 10 people could attend a wedding and shit. So, you know, let, let the family go and things like that. But I was there for support and I was there for the turn up and I was tired as fuck when I got home because life is that real. So I went, so big, I usually don't catch like afternoon flights. I usually only do like morning flights, <clears throat> morning and overnight flights, like a red eye and shit. But due to life, I had to fly out there during the afternoon. The good thing about going to Vegas from the East Coast, there is a three-hour difference. So when you get there, you don't really lose that much time, even though it's a five-hour flight. So I get out there straight to the turn-up, like straight, straight to the turn-up. There was no chilling. I was like, I'm not taking a nap, <clears throat> none of that shit. I went straight to Town Square, did a little shopping out there, looked around and shit. Bong, 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 went to the room. Um, It was lit. It was, yo, it was, it was so lit. First thing I did, <laughs> first fucking thing I did. I bought um I, I bought a bottle of Henny and I bought a bottle of Cavassier. Who the fuck still drinks Cavassier? Yo, I was out there feeling like Diddy and Busta Rhymes and shit back in the early two thousands. This is how real it was, you know what I'm saying? So we had a we had a really good time. I, I um I party with everybody. Um, the a night before the wedding, didn't really go to the wedding. After the wedding, everybody party. We went to STK and everything. Like you know, the food was good, man. But and, and I think marriage is a beautiful fucking thing. And I and I really wish them the best of luck. I wish them the best of luck. They look very happy very happy like you ever you ever um look at a couple when they get married you're like that nah, shit ain't gonna fucking work <laughs> I hate to see, look i keep it real on the show there's, there's people weddings i've been to or people who i know who have gotten married and i was like that shit is not not gonna fucking work but you know you go for support but um to the couple who's um you know everything i attended with i really feel like they're gonna work out like i could see the love yo i, I could see it you you i felt the energy and i'm saying that shit is great but um, back to the show. So, like I said, I, I missed last week, so I'm, I'm coming back with some fire for y'all today. Today's episode 22. Episode 22 is called Owning Your Character. Real shit. We, we're going to talk some real... I'm, I'm going to keep the energy 100% real, and I'm going to keep it grown for y'all. It's called Owning Your Character. Like, have you ever looked at yourself and, and, and questioned, like, who you are? I know this, this might sound crazy. Like, have you ever, like, really looked in the mirror and thought to yourself, who the fuck am I? I think this is some shit that we should all do at a certain point in life. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm very big on, on self-care. I'm very big on self-love. <clears throat> Excuse me. Very big on self-care. Very big on self-love. 
But what about self-analyzation? I think that's some shit people run away from. I think a, a lot of people are afraid to self-analyze themselves. I think half of the people that do it, they don't do it in the correct way. I think they, they, they bullshit around it. I, I don't think they keep it real with themselves 100%. And since a lot of people don't do it or they don't keep it 100% with themselves, they kind of um stay stagnant in who they are. I think they stunt their own growth as a person because they don't want to keep it real with themselves. Yo, it takes a lot of maturity to really analyze yourself. It takes a lot of maturity to get to the point where you are owning your character. It's not easy. For you to own your character, it's going to take heartbreak. It's going to take heartache. It's going to take failure to get to the point where you own your character. It's going to take levels of embarrassment to own your character. Because you might get to a point where you think you own your character and you fucking don't. Somebody's going to read you or somebody's going to put you in your place. You know what I'm saying? You have to be mature enough to get to the point where once somebody tries to put you in your place, you step on them. Like, fuck out your fucking insect. That's what you have to do. And I, you know what? A lot of y'all that listen to the show, you guys will remember what I'm about to tell y'all. Life changes every 10 years. And I, I've said this, I've said this, uh, 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 I think maybe about two or three times on the show. Your life is going to change every 10 years. You are not the same person. Once you hit 10 years old, you're not that little kid no more. You're not a toddler no more. Once you hit 20 years old, you are not a 10 year old. You're able to vote. You're able to get inside uh, establishments you couldn't get in as a minor. You are out of high school. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully you're in college or you're working or something or you're working on yourself, things like that. By the time you hit 30, that 30 juice is setting in. You are not that 20 year old no more. So every every 10 years, your life changes. Like re- really think about that. Like I, I sat back and I've done a lot of self-analyzation to own my character, which I 100% do. And there's been times during my 30s, I've thought about where I was at in life in my 20s or who I was at in life in my 20s. And I'm actually happy that I am out of that. You know, a lot of us be like, damn, I want to go back to my 20s. I, I get it. I get it. Because after 30s, the 40s is fucking coming. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, can I keep it real? Fucking death might be almost around the corner. You know what I'm saying? I hate to say it. Knock on fucking wood. But bong, bong, bong. But a lot of people in their 30s, they be like, damn, I wish I was back in my 20s. You know what? If I could take a trip back to my 20s, honestly, I don't know if I would do it. I don't, I don't know if I would do it because I went through a lot of shit. In my 20s, I'm a very mature person. It doesn't matter what level of maturity you are at. Sometimes life throws you curveballs and the people you associate with or the people you're in a relationship with will cause some of those curveballs. Now you got to dig yourself out. Those curveballs are going to put you in a dugout. You got to get back on that fucking, you got to get, you got to get that baseball back, back in your hand. You got to hit a home run in life. You know what I'm saying? Thank God I've been being able to hit home runs. You know what I'm saying? Which, which is crazy. So I don't know if I would want to go back to my 20s and, and redo that shit over. I, you know what? I look at myself, right? <clears throat> I've done a lot of self-analyzation. Like I said, I feel like I own my character. I've done a lot of self-analyzation, right? And I can honestly say right now, me in my 30s where I'm at, I feel like I'm an updated version of myself. I'm the, I'm like the fucking 2.0 iOS version of myself. And do like I'm going to tell you why I do ask because I own my fucking character. I, I wholeheartedly own, own my character. Now, this, this shit was not easy. It was not. It, yo, owning your character, you have to own your character on a physical level. You have to own your character on a mental level. You have to own your character on a spiritual level. You know what I'm saying? You have a lot of people that were raised in church. You have a lot of people that were not raised in church. I wasn't particularly, per se, raised in a church. I would go here and there every few Sundays. My mother would take me as I got older. 
in my late teens, I would go, I would took it upon myself. I would go sometimes here and there on a, on a spiritual level. I pray at least, at least three times a day, at least. And you know what I do when I wake up in the morning, I get up. First thing I do is get on my knees and I pray. I get in my car. I pray when I get in my car. Um, I pray, I get back on my knees at night and I pray before I go to sleep. And this is not me seeing this to brag. This is me trying to inspire y'all to do the same thing because I've told you guys before, a lot of y'all that are in great positions in life, you did not get there on your own. God did that for you. God moved some chess pieces and put you there. You might think you did, but you didn't. You might subconsciously think you did, but your soul know you ain't get there. Your soul is like, nah, B, <laughs> you ain't do this on your own. We had help. You know what I mean? But on a spiritual level, I've gotten it. Now, owning my character on a spiritual level, I wholeheartedly feel I can get further. At a certain, and I told y'all, at a certain point in life, I want to get saved. At a certain point in life, I, I verbally profess my love to God. And I verbally said, my life is yours, you know, my life, my soul, all of that stuff like that. But I do at a certain point, I want to get to a certain point where I'm not using profanity, where I'm going to church on a regular, and I want to live that life at a certain point. I'm not, I'm not 100% ready yet because me, I don't, I don't like doing things halfway. I don't like doing things at a 50% level or a 50% rate. I like doing things at 100%. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And, and real talk, I, I don't like jumping and stuff and not being ready to really fully commit. And, and that's a problem I have with a lot of things and a lot of people. See, sometimes we're not ready, but we'll do it anyway. Now, I believe in going off of a leap of faith. I believe that. But something like that is serious. It's very serious. I've known people that have got into that and they strayed away from it. And they were worse off before they got into that lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? I, and I, I feel like God will look at me and be like, come on, yo, what you doing? Why are you going back to that? You know, like, I honestly feel like that. So the day I get into that and, and, and I fully devote my life to it, I'm dead, dog. I'm there. <laughs> the show might, you might not hear no profanity from me on the show, but you're still going to hear the show. I'm going to still keep it real with y'all. I'm going to still bang, 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 go all the way in. Yo, we got to take a quick break for our sponsor. Shouts out to Anchor. We're going to pay these bills. We are going to be right back with the Life of Product podcast. Yeah, what up, what up, man? It's the boy Product. We are now back with the Life of Product podcast. We are talking about owning your character today. Owning your character is not easy, but it is important. It is very important. You have to, you have to rock this shit. Look, listen, I told y'all, I, I told y'all a while back, I am the inspiration, inspiration dealer. I am the inspiration dealer. I will sell you guys the willpower to win. And in doing that, I'm going to tell you how I got my W because I've gotten my win in many different areas. And I want you guys to get the same thing. I'm not selfish. I'm not, not at all. I, nothing, I get nothing out of watching people fail in life. It actually hurts me to watch people fail in life. It's, it's, it bothers me so much on a, on a level I can't even explain to y'all because seeing people fail in life, I feel like I felt because I could have stepped in and helped them in some kind of way. I want y'all to get that W. So you got to own your character. I told y'all about owning your character on a spiritual level. You have to own your character on a mental level as well. Black men, we have to own our character on a mental level. We have to crush the shit. We have to, black girls, own your character on a mental level. Stop looking at videos and thinking you got to have the fattest booty out here. Stop looking at videos thinking you got to have the straightest hair. Stop looking at videos on Instagram thinking you got to go get your body cut up because you want to be beautiful. You already are beautiful. You already, you already are. Stop, stop thinking that. Black men that want to be rappers, stop thinking that you got to go out here and get street credibility. You could be a backpack rapper. Stop getting out here thinking that you got to start beefing, you got to clout chase. 
to make it in the industry. You don't have to do that. You do not. See, a lot of us black men, we're already looked at as threats. We all looked at as threats. Look, I'm not the tallest dude in the world, but I'm, I'm kind of brolic. I'm, I'm 232 pounds. You know what I'm saying? I got really big fucking arms. I got really big fucking shoulders. I have really big fucking hands. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, when people see me, sometimes people get afraid. They get afraid of me. People, people, people. But then you have people, the, the ones that's not afraid. You get the, I get the overly cocky people. I get the overly, I get the overly cocky people that once they hear me speak and they hear like a certain sense of intelligence when I talk, they want to try to verbally go above me or mentally go above me and try to demean me. They want to try to bring me down. Uh-uh. It's not fucking happening. It's, it's not. It's, it's not happening. I'm too headstrong for that. I am too headstrong for that. Black men, we have to own our character. Sometimes owning our character means we have to behave. Stop going out and, and, and sleeping with the whole hood. Don't stop slinging community dick. We have to, we have to own our character. You have to have, have character to own your character. And some of y'all might not like the shit that I'm saying. I know it sounds cool when, when you busting down multiple chicks at one time, but at a certain point you get older, when is it going to stop? I'm not saying stop, go get married tomorrow. That's, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is you have to have character. You have to carry yourself with character. Once you carry yourself with character, other people are going to recognize that you have character. Own that shit. Fucking own it. You know, as, as a black man, you know, we carry a different set of rage that other men carry. We do. I'm not saying other men don't get crazy, other men from different backgrounds, but us black men, I, I feel like, I feel like a lot of things trickle down in our DNA. And, I, and I'm going to tell y'all why. So I was telling somebody, you know, a lot of us argue and we debate about racism. And we, some people say, oh, it all starts in the home. Oh, I agree. It starts in the home. But I feel a lot of things like racism and things like that. I feel like shit is genetic. I feel like it's genetic. You know what I'm saying? And it, y'all might think I'm crazy, but I feel like a lot of that I, pain is genetic. Racism is genetic. Pain is genetic. A lot of us black men that have pain in our hearts. We have anger in our hearts. We have anger in our minds. A lot of that shit come from our ancestors being whooped in fucking cotton fields in the blazing fucking heat for years. It has, it had a lot of it has to do with post-slavery when our ancestors or our great-great-grandparents and shit was told they couldn't eat in certain restaurants and drink from certain water fountains. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us have roots in, in South Carolina. On my mother's side of my family, they was from South Carolina. I would go to South Carolina as a kid and I would sit and really listen to the older folks and they would tell us about how they would have to sit on their porches with shotguns at night because the KKK would come through there. That pain is in us. It's fucking in us. Why you think black men, we get mad so fast. We throw shit. We curse. We yell. That pain is in us. Now, a lot of us, yeah, a lot of us have seen it in our households and I, I am not disputing that. I am not disputing that. But uh, that pain is genetic and it trickles down and that shit it's it's going it went from our grandparents to our parents to us it's going to go to our kids if we don't own our character we need to learn how to behave we need to learn how to say all right you know what you pissed me off today manji but i'm not going to fight you i'm not going to swing on you i'm going to come back and talk to you tomorrow you we have to own this shit we have to put a fucking stamp trademark the fuck out of it and own this shit yo we have to mentally establish copyrights on our character. We have to look out at ourselves and we have to say, you know what? It's time for me to change my thinking. 
You know what I'm saying? It's time for me to change my thinking. Let me stop thinking about hitting a lick. Let me go back to school. Let me get a certification. Let me go get a job and work there for 10 years and build my resume. Let me show consistency. Show fucking consistency. Do that shit, my G. Own your character. And like I said, there's there's, there's multiple ways to own your character. Spiritually, mentally, you have to physically own your character. Yo, at a certain point in life, man, listen, and no offense to nobody, at a certain point in life, you got to get your ass the fuck up and do something. Get the fuck up. Get up. On a personal level, let me talk to y'all about some of the things I went through. So, um, I was a fat kid growing up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was a fat, but I, I was a, I, I went from being a happy fat kid to a sad, angry fat kid. You know what I'm saying? My, aside from the personal shit going on in my house, my mother, my father arguing, it was like an every fucking day thing or every weekend, every holiday thing. But, um, true shit. When I was born, I was slim. I was a slim kid when I was born. I was not a fat baby. When I was um when I was in uh when I was six in the first grade, going to going on seven in the second grade, going from first grade to second grade, um I remember it like it was yesterday. I got fucking fat. You know why I got fat? Because my mother was this delicious fucking cook. She all the food was delicious, and I was at home playing Nintendo over that summer break every fucking day eating fried chicken. And she would, hey, you hungry, baby? Hell yeah, I'm fucking hungry. Chef that shit up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got fat. I got I got fat. I got I got fat. I went back to school and it was like, damn, like you looking like it's two of y'all now. Yo, I was not happy. Mind you, in, in my household, there was no, oh, you getting fat. Get the fuck. It was none of that shit. There was, you know, even though my parents argued every day, they still loved me. So I never got the, oh, you need to lose some weight. Get your big. No, they never talked to me like that. So when I got to school, I didn't understand, like, why the fuck are these kids looking at me like that? But you know, in society, if you quote unquote don't look perfect to everybody, you're the enemy. They're gonna make fun of you. They're gonna, you're gonna be uh, uh, the joke of the day. You're gonna be the kid in class they pick on. So for years on a physical level, I was not happy with myself. I was not happy with myself. Then what made it even harder, I got my, my older brother. My older brother was, was tall. He was, you know, he was tall, he, he was good looking. He had a six pack and shit. He used to work out. But on the great side, to flip that over, it inspired me. I hit a certain point in life. I was like, I can't. I, I literally woke up one day and I was like, I can't do this shit no more. And I, I remember it like it was yesterday. I got in the middle of the floor where he was working out in the living room. And I said, yo, let me do push-ups with you. I couldn't fucking do one. <laughs> yo, it was, it was fucking horrible. I couldn't, I couldn't do one. It was a struggle. It went from me struggling for a week to do one. After I knocked out one, I got about five. After I got five, I got to 10. After I got 10, I got to 20. So the things I started doing, I started turning the fat to muscle. So after that, my pops put me in judo. We used to go to the boxing gym here and there. My pops put me in judo. After, um, while doing, during judo and shit and that turnover, um, I started playing baseball. I played like two seasons of baseball for the PAL. That was great. I used to play football on my block. Now I'm starting to become physical. Then it went from me doing that to playing handball in Lincoln Terrace Park every day. I'm a fucking Lincoln Terrace legend. You better believe that shit. Ask about your boy. I used to play <laughs> I used to play handball in the park every single day. Every single day. I played handball so much. Um, I started taking my gloves off and playing bare hands, and I had a rash in the middle of my fucking hand. My skin was peeling, and my mother had to take me to the doctor, and they had to give me a fucking antibiotic cream for my hand. And the doctor was like, look, you got to play with gloves. I know you love it. But it got to the point, I started losing weight, but I didn't realize it. 
I, I didn't realize it because in my mind, I was still that fat kid. See, I didn't own my character. I didn't. I was still that fat kid. I owned my character. Started. I started owning my owning my character on a spiritual level because years ago, you know, my mother sat me down when I was a child, and she was like, and she put me on my knees and said, "We're gonna pray together." I, I had one of those mothers. She put me on my knees. She said, "Come on, every night now, you're gonna pray before you go to bed." You know what I'm saying? So I already started doing that, and which was great. I'm, I thank God to this day she instilled that in me. You know what I'm saying? When I was a child. So, but mentally and physically, I did not own my character. So, like I said, I started losing weight, started building a little bit of muscle. The year, and I told y'all, a lot of y'all remember, I said when I was um, in high school, I started high school in New York. I finished high school in North Carolina. So, two, boom, two years after that, I'm 16 years old. Um, I'm in, uh, I think I had a, um, what was this? I think this was a computer class I had. Um, shouts out to my boy, Boris Jenkins, and rest in peace to the homie. He passed away. We were really, really, really good friends. And um, we had a class. And we was we, me, him, and another homie, we all sat next to each other. So one day, the class breaks up. We're doing this. Um, I don't know what high school y'all went to or what y'all high school was like, but they had these, um, they used to always have these little uh, nerdy kids from the school newspaper that would walk around the school with fucking um, cameras. And they were very aggravating because they always want to throw that shit in your face, which I actually didn't like. So before I end the show, I'm going to put y'all on something. I'm going I'm to I'm tell y'all the journey, which got me onto owning my character on a physical level. A kid comes up to me and takes a picture, right? I had like a fat form shirt on, you know what I mean? Because fat form was the shit. Um, I had, by this time I cut the braids. I had like 360 waves. Um, my pops taught me how to shave with a razor. My brother taught me how to shave with clippers. So I used to go in the bathroom, take the clippers, doctor up the sideburns because you know what I'm saying? You go to school, you, you want to look fresh for the girls, right? Um, I didn't have a beard yet. Cause I, this is 16 year old me. I had like a little peach fuzz and shit on my mustache or whatever. Right. So the kid takes a picture, right? And he's like, Oh, yo, check it out. I say, yo, listen, I don't really like pictures. Please delete it. He said, look, after me and him going back and forth for like a minute, he said, just look at it. Because this is by, the, by this time they had digital cameras. He said, just look at it. I promise I will delete it if you don't like it. So I said, boom, show me. He showed me the shit. And honestly, up until that point, I hated taking pictures. Fucking hate. I hated taking pictures. I didn't like it because I was, in my mind, I was still this fat kid. So before he took this picture, anytime I would look at another picture, anytime I would look in the mirror, I would still see that fat kid from Crown Street with braids that people used to laugh at. Now, by this time, by 16, I dropped a lot of weight. I got muscle in, on me. Waves is 360. To this day, I, I cannot remember the kid's name, but I think this kid, because this kid put me on the path to owning my character. And I think this kid to this day, because before then, I was so self-conscious about myself on a physical level. I did not like how I looked on a physical level. Something sparked in me that day. I don't know what the fuck it was, but yo, shouts out to that kid. And I honestly feel like if that kid was not there that day, I would still subconsciously feel like I'm just that fat kid from Crown Street. The, the crazy thing about owning your character, a lot of people will perceive you to be cocky or they will perceive you to be rude. And that's not always the case. A lot of us people that own our character, we speak with a different set of confidence that other people do not have. They don't have it. You know what I mean? It's it's un, it's not my fault that you don't have it or you don't understand it, but we are very confident on, in who we are. We are confident on in what we will be, and we are confident in where we are in life right now. And people have to understand that. 
And that that's the drawback to it. People will not like you because they will feel like you're overly talking yourself or boom, boom, boom. But why is that? I just fucking love myself that much. I am. Right now, I own the fuck out of my character. I do. I own the fuck out of my character. I, I love who I am. I'm not perfect. I am not. I am far from perfect. I got, I got days where I just want to throw some shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I have days where I say to myself, you know what? I'm over everything. Leave me alone. But overall, at, 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 on the full spectrum, I love who I am. I own my fucking character. And I want y'all to do the same thing. I want y'all to do the same thing. To the ladies out there with two, three kids, you got stretch marks. Fuck them stretch marks. Own your character. Look at that shit and say, I, right, I'm going to put these waist beads over this shit anyway. Own your character. To the men out there, to the young boys out there in particular, you know, the ones that's not tall, you get laughed at, you got weight on you. Fuck, so the fuck what? So the fuck what? Own your character. You better weigh that shit proudly. You know what I'm saying? You better walk your jolly ass in that classroom and sit down like ain't nobody fucking with me today because I own my character. I love myself. To the men and the women that are getting older, you're starting to see gray hairs and shit like that. Guess what? That shit is wisdom. You're making it. We're in a pandemic. People ain't even... Look how many people passed away between last year and this year. Own your character. Fucking own this shit. And rock out. It's your boy, Product, the fucking inspiration dealer. This was episode 22. I'm out, baby. Jip.